Is it me? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. Smash. Susie. What was, what was the game? No, I don't want to play any more games. I have done a lot of things in my past. Hi, sisters. I did it. Welcome back to What's On Your Feed. I'm Rose Confetti. I'm on Gadigal Land. My name is Penny Soy. I'm on Wajak Noongar Buja. This is the podcast where we talk all about the weird stuff we're seeing on our feeds. No matter what social media it is, no matter what's happening, if it's weird, if it's making us laugh, we're going to deep dive on it and share it with you. So on this episode, I'm doing a bit of a throwback. I'm having a look at BuzzFeed. Where are they now? All our faves. Bit of a start to the series. I couldn't cover everyone, but we're going to dive into that. There's so many of them. So many. <laughs> and it's so interesting to see what they've gotten up to since the OG BuzzFeed days. The heydays. Penny, you've looked at extreme makeup challenges on TikTok. But mm-hmm. first of all, Americans have yet again misinterpreted Australian lingo. Tell me more. Well, let's just start off. I'm sure everyone's aware now that on the world stage, Australia gets teased for the way we say no. Americans think we say no. And the way we say no. (laughs) Exactly that. Americans just have a really warped way of interpreting not only the way we speak, but Mm. also our words, our lingo, our jargon. Mm -hmm. And this was really apparent to me last night when I was, you know, doing my nightly scroll and I came across a video from a critic called Jaylee Promise, who is a Californian living in Australia. And she did this video where she explains words that she has switched out for phrases that she's learned in Australia. So she's essentially like learning another language. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Instead of saying I'm down, which I say anyway, I don't think that's a very American thing, but anyway. So instead of saying I'm down, she has switched that for I'm keen. I do say keen a lot. What she, the way that she thinks keen is used is very interesting. I'm down, it's old, it's ugly, it's out. I'm keen is posh, it's beachy chic. You could use it speaking to the queen. Keen is in. She thinks that keen is a quote unquote posh and chic word. Oh. She says you could use it speaking to the queen. (laughs) The other word that she has switched out is instead of saying I think, she says I reckon. I never knew that was Australian until I remember sitting in the car I think with some friends who were visiting from another country Ah. and I said, I reckon, and they went, that is such an Australian thing. There is not another group of English speaking (laughs) people who are saying, I reckon. And they're like, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interchangeable. I don't use I reckon over I think. However, again, she thinks that saying I reckon is posh. She describes it as light and fancy. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Don't you reckon? Do you reckon? It's polite. It's fancy. Once again, you can use it speaking to the queen. I find reckons quite a like a like a very chill chill way to talk. Mm, do you know mm. what I mean? It's very laid back. It's very oh yeah, I reckon we could do that. Like it's really yeah. relaxed. Whereas I think feels more purposeful. I'm quite surprised that's her interpretation. Mm. And then to her last one is a lot. So instead of saying a lot, she says 
heaps <laughs> heaps good <laughs> heaps yeah that's heaps good i want heaps of that yeah all that sort of stuff again she thinks the queen could <laughs> be spoken to like that <laughs> oh queen you're heaps cool where i heaps love you queenie what does she what, do, what kind of relationship does she think we have with the queen <laughs> Why is there all this reference to the Queen? Like, babes, I'm pretty sure, like, we're on the surge of, you know, probably having another, another vote rise, to become yeah. a republic. Anyway, yeah. different story for another day. Someone in the comments <laughs> summarised perfectly how I felt. They said, I've never felt more culturally misunderstood or attacked. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she thinks this is posh or, like, an eloquent way to speak is astounding to me. This is, like, the bogan terminology she needs to come and hang out in the golden triangle and hear how they speak (laughs) golden triangle to listeners who are not in wa is a collection of suburbs where the elite live yes 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 yes. i want her to watch some of those tiktoks of the girl who plays the rich suburban mum (laughs) yes (laughs) because that that provides a bit of an insight I do think it would be really interesting for Americans to see I'd love an outsider's perspective on all the different kind of slang terms that each state has because in America it's so much more prominent and in the UK it's so much more prominent with different Mm -hmm. accents Mm -hmm. and I know that different states here have different accents but it's just so much less noticeable and I'd like to see if an American could like decipher it where we might find it a bit muddled because we're used to it. When I was in high school, one of my teachers used to say, so I went to a pretty standard uh, Catholic school, kind of like halfway between public and really fancy private school, somewhere in the middle. And he used to say that, like, you know that accent that the grammar school kids have? (laughs) (laughs) Directly directly referencing the fact that some posh schools (laughs) to end up teaching kids to speak just a little bit more like the queen. Actually, if we spoke to the queen in the way we think we should speak to her, that would probably still be wrong. <laughs> I feel like that story naturally linked to <laughs> BuzzFeed. I don't it know why, does. but as soon as you start compare, doing those country comparisons, it was yes. such a staple BuzzFeed type of video. I, I just go straight there. But... BuzzFeed, like, where is it now? I, I, uh, what's going on? So obviously BuzzFeed did not appear on my feed specifically. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah, this is yeah. what's on your feed. It was not on my feed. Mm. But what has happened to me recently is the popping up of ex-BuzzFeed mm. people in so many different places that I didn't expect to see them. So for a bit of context, Anyone who was on YouTube, watching YouTube, on Facebook, on, I guess, Instagram as well, in around the 2014 to 2017 timeline will be super familiar with BuzzFeed video because it was absolutely huge. They had things like expensive versus cheap taste tests. They had lots of girly videos on Ladylike. They had the Try Guys. They had lots of like awkward short skits, relatable Mm. content, which we did go back and watch a few. Not very (laughs) relatable. Upon reflection, it's really strange. They're very heteronormative. They're very like, this is what girls think. This is what boys think. It's quite strange. I do know that they got more and more representative of different experiences as it went on. Mm -hmm. But definitely to start with, it was like 
things girlfriends do that secretly annoy boys. And I was <laughs> like, shut up. And not to jump too far forward, yeah. but watching some of these videos not only jogged my memory and I was like, oh, my God, yes, these, how, I do remember these people. Yeah. But the comedy in them I thought was just peak humour at the time. I remember so watching funny. them with friends. I did not crack a bloody smile watching nah. these. Nah. I, I was like, what? What? Truly. So I've picked four of my favourite BuzzFeed members to give you a little catch up on. Mm-hmm. If we like this, I can deep dive on some more. Uh, today we're focusing mainly on people who are in the kind of ladylike girl video skit type genre. Great. Let's get into it. So I was watching one of my favourite TV shows. It's called Miracle Workers. Look it up if you haven't seen it. It's very, very funny. But Quinta Brunson plays an outlaw in the third season. And I saw her. It was that case where you're looking at the TV and you're like, why do I know them? And I Googled her and she was from the epitome of BuzzFeed videos. She was in BuzzFeed Violet, which was one of their first spin-offs, which were awkward female-led short skits. Uh-huh. She's now an actor and a writer. She's oh, really successful. I, I, nothing came to mind. I feel like this will be like a lot of the BuzzFeed people. I wouldn't know them by name, but I know them from the look. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, yeah, recognize her, remember mm-hmm. her. We'll make sure that like, I don't know, we'll get some headshots of all the people or something so you can figure out who these people are. Yeah. But she's been on Big Mouth. Oh. She's written like TV shows that have sold and gone on to be really successful. Um, And in the most meta video ever, <laughs> she was on a Why I Left BuzzFeed video uh... on BuzzFeed. <gasps> <laughs> No. Oh, now I've got to go watch that. Insert the clip. Okay, I'm rolling. This video has been a long time coming, and I decided it was finally time for me to talk about why I left BuzzFeed. She basically just says that she wanted to pursue bigger projects, which is a bit of a theme for people who leave BuzzFeed. Um, My trends that I kind of discovered along the way, it's things like wanting to own all their own intellectual property, which if you don't know, if you work for a media company, depending on what your contract is, the company will own the rights to everything that you make, which comes into play with Sophia Nygaard, Saf on YouTube. She's absolutely huge so she was from ladylike and they did a lot of those videos that were like ladies try to dress like goths for a week Mm -hmm. or ladies swap fashion for a week would i be wrong to say that she is probably the most popular still like she i feel like i see her kind of everywhere doing her own Mm -hmm. thing like she kind of kept doing what she did at buzzfeed but just on her own channel and it worked really well I think so because basically I found out from watching her Why I Left BuzzFeed video, which can I say has over 15 million views, oh <laughs> which is a lot, and she has nearly 9.5 million subscribers on YouTube as we're recording this. It turns out she actually started Ladylike with another creator called Freddie, so she was the whole brains behind it, but you'd never wow. know that because of the way that BuzzFeed makes their content. It's mm-hmm. just this is BuzzFeed. 
she's obviously a massive YouTuber now. It's a full-time job. She got married recently, which is really lovely. Um, she makes these long-form videos, which are about 30 or 40 minutes long. They're quite satisfying. And they're things like melting down all of Mac's lipstick to make a Frankenstein lipstick. But she has become really, really successful. Now, the last BuzzFeed people I want to talk about are Gabby and Alison. And I should say... Gabby's pronouns now are they them they're Mm -hmm. trans but when you go back through their back catalogue it can get a little bit confusing and Gabby does joke about this a lot they were in a lot of videos that were like being a girl and like the ladylike like experience Mm. and things like that um and they do joke about it now because you know it wasn't true to who they are and they were very much a duo back in their day Gabby and Alison worked together on all these skits and it's kind Mm -hmm. of cool to see that they still work together well (laughs) oh okay maybe not then sorry Gabby and Alison they were best friends when they were on BuzzFeed but first before they got onto BuzzFeed they actually had a YouTube channel called Just Between Us and I was a big Mm. fan of Just Between Us it almost gives me like they were a dynamic duo like Trixie and Karcha like Henny and Rose exactly as if that wasn't my first example (laughs) and so they used to sit in their house and they answered listener dilemmas they talked about topics that they wanted to cover etc 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 and actually left BuzzFeed because Just Between Us continued to get big and they wanted to pursue other opportunities same deal as everybody what's really interesting and why this popped up again on my feed was because I was on TikTok and I saw a video of Gabby being like, Alison and I are back together making content. And I went, oh, my God, like, where have they been? Turns out they've been there the whole time in a weird way, but also not. So they have a oh. podcast, the Just Between Us podcast, has been running for like seven years, like a really long time. Mm-hmm. But throughout the timeline from... Just Between Us getting really popular and the current point where they're starting to make content together again more publicly or more prominently, they had like a friend breakup. Oh, my God. Why? Fascinating because they, well, I don't know why, but um, Alison actually makes a TikTok where she provides the timeline of their friendship and a huge chunk of that in the middle where they were still making the podcast. They weren't friends anymore. That makes me really sad, actually. Is this the time we reveal to our listeners that we're not friends? (laughs) Reveal to me, let me down easy, Henny. (laughs) Kidding. I just do not know. Like we make this podcast, obviously, and we've worked on creative projects, you know, with other people and other teams. But like the idea of making a podcast for over seven years with like Mm. Gabby describes Alison during that time as feeling like an (gasps) ex-wife. I don't know how they did it I do not know how they did it there must have been some decent money involved to keep them actually doing it and I guess it was their job yeah you know like it was literally their jobs and you look the good news is they're friends again now they're making content together and they look a lot happier and they've said we're Hmm. friends again now um, which is wonderful and like Gabby's doing a lot about sharing their experience transitioning and um, trying to get access to testosterone and Alison had mental health struggles and a big breakup and so they're both talking Mm. a lot about their own personal lives and you know in a really relatable way and it just feels so interesting that they've gone from silly little skits about BFFs to making like proper authentic content in 2022. Feel free to look up why I left BuzzFeed. There are dozens of videos of people who've left BuzzFeed. 
when most people talk about what's most popular on TikTok, I hear a lot of, especially boomers, be like, it's the dance. Like, at- yeah. <laughs> no, honey, no. If I had to define the most popular content on TikTok, surely it's makeup, right? I think so. And maybe people will think on the surface, oh, it's like beauty videos. No. no. It's like people doing extreme transformational makeup, whether they're mm-hmm. – becoming a character or gluing 10,000 rhinestones onto their faces, doing a hundred layers of every single element of makeup. So a hundred layers on the eyebrows, a hundred layers of foundation. Mm -hmm. That is the kind of extreme stuff. And for some reason, it is so captivating. Agreed. But Henny, you said you'd seen some particularly weird things this week that you need to debrief on. Yeah, because they just keep upping themselves, right? (laughs) Recently, I saw a video from a creator called Bryn Marie who gets requests to apply makeup using random tools or in bizarre ways. This was the first video I've ever seen from her. And she was asked to do her makeup using a stick and a rock. (laughs) Applying makeup with a stick and a rock. So the stick was like her brush. And the rock was like her sponge beauty blender. This is a little hard because the stick is like scraping the concealer, but it's working. Not only was she slapped by the rock, her makeup slapped. (laughs) It looked good. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And she even said, I'm using a lot less product than I usually do because the rock doesn't absorb anything. This really makes me believe that buying expensive brushes is a waste of time and it's all about personal skill oh for sure so the other makeup challenge person i've seen recently is someone called nat violet she's done a crossover in terms of i'd seen her videos before because she does really insane stuff with like glitter and things that appeal to me and i'm also on brat talk where people oh, talk about brat dogs <laughs> i have so yeah. many brats growing up oh what a bop so brats have come out recently with these like mini um almost like that there's a trend in toys where it's so wasteful as well there will be a product inside of like an egg or some sort of like hard plastic casing and it's like a surprise about what it's going to be that's all about collectibles so Bratz has done that now so you buy this like purple little plastic thing and inside it they have it's like a little brat in a case like as, as if you would buy a normal brat off the shelf in a box it is a, a, a micro-sized version of that. I've so Googled it. They're two inches tall. Inside that little purple shell, you get your little cute micro brat stool, but you also get some sort of makeup item. Oh. Now you would think, okay, it's makeup for the brat to use, right? It's just going to be plastic. Nuh-uh. They put real makeup into this oh, shit. Oh, it's so good. Now, guys, you need to go to the Instagram to look at how tiny this shit is. There is little tiny mascaras yeah size of a fingernail real product inside same as the lipstick and they have fallen eyeshadow palettes with different colors and they're real it's real makeup but like micro maybe maybe brats are real maybe they wake up at Mm. night and do their makeup Mm. i mean (laughs) that's how you look so good getting back to the point nat did a full face using the little mini Bratz makeup. And again, it looked well good. Done. Well done. So Especially good. The lipstick. The lipstick was 
crazy. And I thought, surely there's not enough product in this little tiny thing. Not that covered all of it, and it looked amazing. I, I the way she couldn't <laughs> even get her brush into the palette because her brush was bigger than the palette. <laughs> yeah, and she used like to try and get this makeup on. She was using this tiny little brush you would use for like precision eyeliner or maybe lip liner. And that didn't even fit in the palette. I was amazed. This is the content I'm here for. Yeah, agreed. agreed. I, also, go off toys. So now I've got to go and buy multiple products after this. <laughs> I'm going to nip down the shops. It's late night shopping today. Going to go get my brats. Going to go outside and forage for a good stick and rock to do my makeup ah, with. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I need to go back and watch some OG BuzzFeed apparently. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode of What's On Your Feed. You can find us on Instagram at What's On Your Feed Pod. And of course, if you love what you're hearing, because of course you do, give us a five star rating. Give us five stars. Um, it's it'll bring you good luck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> we will chat to you next time. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha.